Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hey, everybody. What is going on? Today is Wednesday. It's the 2nd of December, 2020. I am in the mobile studio and I'm actually up in sort of the northeastern part of the state today. I'm in a town called Sholo, or I'm in that area, I guess I should say. And, I, and today I'm headed off toward the Petrified Forest. So I haven't been there since I was a kid, probably, man, I'm trying to think, I'm... And I think we only sort of went there briefly. I think I was maybe 10, maybe younger. I, I know, I'm pretty sure I wasn't older than about maybe 10 years old. Uh, so anyway, I'm looking forward to going back and checking it out as an adult. You know, like I said, I haven't, I haven't been around there. Uh, and I haven't really been up in this area too much, uh, even though I live out here. Let's see, what's our temperature right now? It's a cool 36 degrees, which is nice. And uh, let's go ahead and get our contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with some of our topics today. Oh, and also I have my... um, Oh, what is it? My uh, nav thing on, so you may hear them... Uh, through the phone, you may hear them saying, you know, turn here, turn there, that type of stuff. So I don't know if it'll pick up or if it'll be super faint, but you may hear it. So anyway, if you would like to contact me, there are a few ways to do that. There is the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. If you would rather send an email and have me read it out for you on the show or if you would rather record your own audio so that you're not limited by time or anything like that and you can kind of edit stuff the email address to send that is firearmscafe at protonmail.com all one word firearmscafe at protonmail.com Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you'll find buttons for Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And if I have the ability, I may uh, do some stuff to Instagram today. Of course, by the time you're hearing this, uh, I won't be back at at the house until Friday. Uh, So this probably won't get edited and uploaded until maybe Saturday or Sunday. Uh, So you might, if you follow me on Instagram, you might see some of that stuff. I also may do some videos uh, of, you know, just some short stuff that I may whip up on on YouTube just for kind of, kind of funsies. All right, let's see, what else is there? Oh, there is a PayPal donation button, and if you ever feel so inclined, if you like the show and like what I do, uh, 
and ever wanted to uh, support it financially, over on the website there is a donation button through PayPal and you just click on that and follow the prompts and it's easy peasy. All right, let's jump in with some, uh, I guess, some political talk. And what we'll also talk a little bit about uh, what I think is going to be upcoming through a Biden administration, what I think is uh, is going to happen with ATF and what's happening right now with the pistol braces, all that type of stuff. So I guess let's start off with the ATF stuff. And I really don't think it's a coincidence that ATF is sort of going after uh, the pistol braces and they are maybe going to go after, it's been rumored that they're going to go after 80% lowers or 80% receivers, I guess I should say. It's not just uh, uh, only on AR lowers and stuff like that. So, as I said, I don't think it's any coincidence that this is happening. I think if Trump would have been reelected, I do not think that this would have happened. Uh, I don't think that there would have been sort of the political cover for doing that that they'll get from the new administration. And we'll take a quick aside. I know a lot of people think that there's tons of fraud and there's this, that, and the other thing. I don't think even if there, and I don't know, I know there's always some fraud. And, but I don't know if it's enough to make a difference. It is enough, though, to make me say, well, wait a minute. All these votes came in and it was all for so-and-so and none for, you know, it was all for Biden, none for Trump. Or, and we had sort of the same thing when in, out here in Arizona when McSally lost to cinema. It was you went to bed and McSally was 60,000 votes or something ahead or what was she like 30,000 or something like that and then you wake up and not only did she lose she lost by I think 60,000 votes so if, and if I've got my numbers right I, and I don't know if 100% but it's, it's right around there so it was the thing of geez all these votes came in all these extra votes and so you had you would have had to have very, very little for McSally, and you've got to have all these other votes for, for cinema. And I don't know, boy, I don't know. Now there was a lot of other factors in that in that uh, in that race, in that Senate race back then. Uh, I thought her campaign was very poorly done. The Democrats out here in Arizona, they learned a lesson from that. And if you look at what Mark Kelly did he ran basically as a moderate Democrat but even with that he still ran on like a gun control platform that stuff was out there in the open and a lot of this stuff and I know I'm on an aside here but a lot of this stuff had to do with how much vitriol and sort of how much hate was there for the um, for the Trump campaign and for the Trump administration and anything and so you know, it's one of those deals where I think had either either one of two things. Had it not been Trump, had it been just a regular Republican, I think McSally probably could have taken it. And I don't think we would have gotten a Mark Kelly. 
or had there not been just four, basically three and a half, almost four years of total, just total bashing of him and total bashing of the Republicans. And if you're, you know, and all this other stuff, there was like this weird sort of, mm, what do we want to call it? Like odd kind of political, political soup that's uh that's been going on all right i'm sorry i'm a little distracted here i've got slow poke right in front of me my navigation is yapping at me but i should have about a 20 mile stretch here so we'll get up to speed and then we'll continue with the old commentary all right so we are up to speed now should have about a 20 mile shot so in looking at those elections, you, you had so much um, like splatter that bounced off of Trump. And, and for her, for going back to the McSally thing, and this is probably one of the, the last things I talk about this. Um, she really ran her campaign, her first one against cinema as I'm basically Trump Jr. I think that kind of hurt her. In, in the in the election and had and had had she run more of you know I'm for Arizona you know yeah the you know we we need to get a hold of you know immigration and and just sort of steer clear don't try and beat Trump Jr. but that's what she tried to do and again it, it shows sort of a lack of of uh, understanding and a lack of seeing the big picture when it comes to a lot of these politicians they think oh you know Trump did it. So I should be able to do it. I'll be people like that. Well, they liked it when it came from him. They don't necessarily like it when it comes from somebody else. And we're kind of, at least out here in Arizona, we're kind of paying the consequences. So I think today, I think um, on the 2nd of December, which is a Wednesday, I think today is the day that Mark Kelly gets sworn in. So you have to remember that it was a a special election. And so he takes over basically almost immediately. So McSally is out uh, and he will finish up McCain's term, which I think is only about two more years, I think. And then he'll it'll be a regular election. At that time, I don't know who will we keep, who will we get? Um, We will still have. Cinema, cinema goes for an, I think, a, um, I want to say for four years, and I think probably, and it's gonna, it's gonna really, it's gonna really um, depend on what happens over the first couple years here in the Biden, uh, in, in the Biden administration. Uh, it's also going to depend, and we won't find out until January, what's going to happen in Georgia. So right now, the Democrats have the majority, and re- and realistically, all they need is one seat because they have 50 to the Democrats' um, 48. So if if in Georgia, the the Republicans can get one seat, it will help us in gun world. Whether you like Republicans or Democrats or whether you think, you know, libertarianism is the way, all that stuff. At this point, none of that really is going to matter too much because 
what we're looking at is who are the players on the field, so to speak, if we want to do like a sports analogy. And you can say, well, you know, like if you if you were a, a big basketball fan or something, you'd say, well, if we had, you know, Michael Jordan back on the court. Well, you don't have Michael Jordan on the court. You know, you're stuck with who you're stuck with, that type of thing. So anyway, it will be very interesting. If there is a lot of kind of nonsense that comes out of the Biden administration, Come midterm elections, I think they probably lose more seats in the House. It depends on how much rhetoric is thrown out there. It also depends on how much the press is going to cover for it and how much the press is going to get behind and advocate for that stuff and go out there and, um, well, they've, they've, most of the media has gone from just saying this is the news into uh, just advocacy for certain things. So like I said, if you're out in Georgia, I would love to get some um, kind of on-the-ground reports of what's going on. It seems like that the Democrats are really going to uh, fight hard for it because they know they need to if they want to have the if they want to have the White House, if they want to have the uh, a majority in the Senate, and if they want to have. Uh, um, I think they still maintain a little bit of a majority in the uh, House of Representatives. So we shall see. Uh, but I'd like to hear, I'd like to um, to get reports of if, if anybody lives out there or has relatives that live out there, you know, have them call in on the voicemail or, or send something to me in an email about what they're seeing, what kind of campaigns they're seeing, that type of thing. How are they demonizing the Republicans, that type of stuff. If, if they were smart, what they would do is if the Republicans would run a, on a thing saying, look, the Democrats here, I know you didn't like Trump. Trump's gone. You don't got to worry about him anymore. The Democrats are going to raise taxes. They're going to uh, tank the economy. We're going to get through COVID here pretty soon just because a vaccine is coming and it doesn't really have anything to do with the politicians. Don't think that it does. But we need to get this economy back on track and we need to get a plan. And the Democrats are going to take away any type of uh, tax benefits and they're going to tax the bejesus out of everybody. And if they if they would run on something like that and like I think they would have a good chance. But again, all they need is just that one seat. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the ATF and the thing going on with pistol braces. And then we'll talk a little bit about 80% lowers. There was a story that was ammo land broke. I think it was ammo land about how there was a phone call that they were privy to that, you know, somebody on the inside gave them that type of thing about how they're talking about, we're going to go after pistol braces and we're going to go after 80% the quote unquote ghost guns, that type of stuff. Which, you know, the whole argument about a ghost gun is, well, anybody can can make a firearm. Well, you, it's, our, it's already legal for you to do that. You can make, as long as you're not selling them, you can make, you know, you can go to the hardware store and you can get the components and you can, with a little bit of thought and ingenuity and a little bit of information, you can easily make a shotgun. If, you, if you're a machinist and you have some of the know-how, you can figure out how to make a rifle 
uh, a rifle barrel. Would it be the best one in the world? No, but you could do it. Uh, I've I've seen some things on there where they're they'll do they make like a button die and then they have it go through, uh, you know, barrel blanks and things like that. So, you know, this idea that there's going to be this untraceable stuff and there's ghost guns is it's a ridiculous argument, especially when they're saying the way that and what they really want what they're talking about now is the serial numbers on the firearms if you wanted to if you're a criminal and you don't care you're just going to file that off and then and then guess what that's now a ghost gun too but what they're really talking about is what they're saying is they want a registry they want all those and they want to end private sales they want um, or they would say, well, you can sell it, but you have to go through a gun store. You have to go through an FFL and that person then, and then that is registered to whoever you buy it. So you can buy and sell them as much as you want, but there's going to be a registry. So that's what they want when they're talking about ghost guns. They're not, you know, they're not, you, it doesn't matter if there's serial numbers on there, unless there's a record, how would they trace it back to you? And, you know, it's the whole thing too of, it's also a campaign of them making it so onerous for you that if your gun gets stolen, you have to report it, you know, within two days. Well, you may not know that it got stolen, but, you know, and they and they purposely don't put in there within two days of you being aware. Just say within like 48 hours, you have to do it so that if you were on vacation, you came home and your house was broken into or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's all sorts of weird kind of nonsensical stuff with this, with these laws that they're trying to pass and trying to get through. So anyway, they want to get rid of the lowers and they want to get rid of things like the polymer 80. They want to get rid of uh, like all the, the um, AR-15s. They would even want to get rid of the the flats for if you're an, an AK guy, you could you used to could buy like the flat metal and then you could bend them up and do them that way. Pretty much what they don't, they just, it, it seems like, well, if it's easy, then we don't want you to be able to do it. So, and they, they make it sound like with 3D printing that you can just print the whole thing and it takes like an hour. And it's, it's way more complicated than that. Uh, you know, maybe 20 years from now, it might be different. But right now, what you can do with 3D printing is amazing and what you can do with like the ghost gunner, the milling machine is amazing. But if you were a skilled machinist and I've seen skilled machinists do it on YouTube, I've watched them mill out the receiver. You know, once you, once you have the plans for it and everything, you can mill out an AK receiver. You can mill out a uh, AR receiver. You can, you know, you can do pretty much whatever. So are they going to want to regulate that or will they just say, well, it's illegal? So I, I don't know. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about the uh, pistol braces. And more than likely, if you're listening to this show, you, you pretty much know kind of the saga behind the pistol braces. But maybe if you're new... Or maybe this is a long time from now that you're listening to this and you're like, well, what is he talking about? When talking about a pistol brace, you have to understand sort of the classifications that the ATF does 
with short barrel rifles, what they consider to be a pistol. You, you could have an AR pistol or an AK pistol, and they were kind of seen as, mm, what would you call it? Not a toy, but a sort of an oddity a little bit of, you know, it's kind of more of like a fun little plinker thing, but you really wouldn't, you really wouldn't um, consider it as as a self-defense thing because it was it was harder to shoot and mostly it was also because you a lot of people would cheek the tube or they would put the tube in their shoulder and you you know in theory you weren't supposed to do that but if it was a pistol you could have a shorter barrel and then so and we'll just kind of cut to the chase somebody came up with the idea that oh I'll have this brace to help people that maybe only have one arm on their pistol that was submitted to the ATF it was approved and it was for a very specific brace and then people were like oh okay and they said it doesn't this isn't a stock it's a brace it's an accessory you're you're not going beyond uh, or going around the short barrel rifle stuff then ATF, then, then lots of people started buying braces and started, you know, braces kind of hit the market, kind of flooded the market. A lot of people started buying them. A lot of people started then contacting the ATF. Then the ATF said, no, you can't shoulder it, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you do that, it's, um, you're, you're basically constructing a short barrel rifle. Then they went back and they changed it again and say, no, if you have this on here and you happen to shoulder it, it's not. So what they were kind of... Say if you look at it from like a hardware store perspective, they would say, well, you can take a hammer and you can use it to hammer in a nail, or you can use a wrench and do it. But because you use the wrench to hammer in a nail, it doesn't make it a hammer. It's not classified as a hammer. And what happened then is, of course, uh, SB Tactical and some other companies we're saying, oh, okay, well, this is ATF approved. They're not, there's these letters that say, oh, it, you know, it's not, you're not um, making a short barrel rifle. It's a pistol brace. It sort of is what it is type thing. Well, now that Biden's in, in, in uh, coming up in power here, they're kind of going to go after that. Uh, and one of the things that I found interesting, and I think it was on uh, Mr. Guns and Gears channel, a gentleman named Mike. And what Mike had was reading some of the stuff uh, from what the ATF was saying. And you have this, that's interesting, you should go and look up some of this stuff if you have the time. But it's interesting that the ATF just contradicts themselves. In one breath they say we don't regulate accessories, and another breath they say if you have this, it's an accessory and it's going to make it a it's constructive intent and it makes it a short barrel rifle. So you can't even have it. And that's why they would talk about it's going to turn people into felons overnight because most people would say, well, if you have the thing and you don't, and you don't put it on any type of a firearm, you don't have a short barrel rifle. But then that comes back to that constructive intent where they say, well, if you have it, you have the ability to do it. And so therefore you're guilty. And, and that's sort of like saying, well, you know, if you have a firearm, you could shoot somebody and so we're going to uh, we're going to say that you're guilty of murder 
or at the very least attempted murder. And that's about how much sense that stuff would make. And again, all these, all these interpretations from the ATF are, and it's a lot of this stuff isn't really law. It's more their interpretation of it. And, and if you end up going to federal court, that's what they're going to prosecute you on. So anyway, um, or we're talking about that kind of that constructive intent and all that other stuff. So now what they're saying is, I guess there was a, some case that they want to prosecute somebody on, and they are saying, they're saying, oh, you know, uh, you you can't do these anymore. You can't have these on here, and you can't shoulder them anymore because if you do, uh, it's gonna it's gonna turn it into a short barrel rifle, or Man, this thing just runs its mouth. It's it's nice to have, but when you're doing a show, it's constant. I don't know. But you guys may not even have heard that part. So I'm about 30 miles out from the petrified forest, and then once I get there, I'll I'll probably have ended the show by then. Uh, so anyway, if we're talking about um, what were we talking about? I lost my train of thought there. Oh, so with with the pistol braces, they're saying like if you have it even if you don't put it on you can't use it and then other and then so other people are saying well they're talking about a very specific thing on a shotgun and they're not necessarily talking about the public in general so if you have these some people say well my interpretation would be that i could do that and the question is would the atf come after you or me if we were at a gun range and we were shooting your AR pistol with a pistol brace on it. I don't know. They were also maybe going to classify it as a uh, any other weapon. And so, what would your choice be? So, let's say that you did not you were you did not want to foul a fall a foul at all of that. What would you do? And I guess what you would do is probably you would maybe just you'd be better off just a short barrel rifle it, and then whatever your receiver is and then once you short barrel rifle it once you have a, at least one receiver i would think i don't although i don't know i don't know how they would maybe classify that i would think that if you if you said oh i'm going to short barrel rifle it but then of course you could put a stock you could put whatever you want on it i don't know if you any other weapon if you uh aow it if Hmm. I don't know what I don't and I'd have to look that up I don't know what the sort of regulations are on that if it's an AOW can you have a stock can you do this other stuff I you know I don't know um, but I wonder too let's say and here's what I was thinking it just popped into my head I wonder if let's say you had uh, two AR rifles AR-15s, you had two regular rifles, so the barrel length is, you know, 16 inches or more. And then you also have uh, an AR pistol that you were using the, the brace on. And you're like, oh, you know what? I don't want to run afoul. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and register this as a short barrel rifle. And I'll keep the, I'll keep the pistol brace. And, you know, maybe if this stuff changes, I don't know. Would they say, would the question be, 
yeah, you have a receiver that you have classified as a short barrel rifle. So you can put any any uh, barrel length that you want on there. Once that receiver is kept classified as a short barrel rifle, and again, most of you guys know this stuff, but for those of you maybe that don't, once it's that receiver, you say it's a short barrel rifle, you could put a 20-inch barrel on it and do all the stuff that you want. There's no kind of the sky's the limit on what stuff you can put on it. Uh, so that receiver you could use, let's say, if you were going to, you wanted a longer, like a 20-inch barrel and you were going to go hunting, uh, you know, with like a, a 6.5 or a 6.8 or something like that. And you're like, well, I'd, I'd prefer to have an 18 or a 20-inch barrel. And let's say that was the only receiver you had. So you could still do whatever. But anyway... Um, my question is, if you still have that pistol brace, and if you have your other rifles, and then you have not tasked those or registered those as short barrel rifles, would they say, oh, no, that is constructive intent, and, and, and the only way you get around that is you have to get rid of it. You have to, you know, throw it out or... or destroy it or do whatever you know i i don't know there's so much stuff and a lot of this stuff is sort of if if and buts and coconuts and all that other kind of jazz so we it's it's hard to say because there's no we're not seeing a lot of cases of of people being prosecuted for it again and i don't know what's going to happen is you know, the, the ATF falls under the Department of Justice, which, which basically falls under the, sort of the purview of the executive branch, which means it falls under the uh, under Biden, the Biden administration. Uh, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, I know I was probably kind of rambling there. I'm sort of driving in new territory and making sure I'm paying attention a little bit as to uh, where I'm going and how I'm getting there. So when I come back just in case the phone doesn't craps out on me. The other day when I was driving up here, I was looking for my turnoff, and I kind of knew what it was, but then I it I didn't have, uh, I thought, oh, I'll just, and I was actually in town in Sholo, and I couldn't get the, the phone to, to pull up the map for me. So luckily, I sort of knew generally where I needed to go, and I knew that there was a McDonald's down the road. So I went into the parking lot at McDonald's, got onto their Wi-Fi, and uh, was able to double check my route and everything like that. So, uh, but anyway, where I'm at now, I'm out in, uh, like I said, I'm about probably 20 miles from the petrified forest. You know, a lot of us live in cities. A lot of us don't live in places where there's just tons of wide open spaces. And I'm at an area now where, you know, I look to the left of me and I look to the right and obviously there's marks of civilization and you can still see little houses and things here every once in a while ranches are spread out pretty far out here but you know I'm looking when I look off to the right I can just see out pretty much out to the horizon and it's just open land Um, parts of Arizona where I'm at now you would consider maybe kind of the low desert Uh, so you have a lot of like scrub junipers and things like that but it's still quite pretty. The ground has, uh, it's a lot of that reddish uh, kind of ochre color. And so when you see the roads, it's a pretty color, you know, the dirt roads and everything. And you can see the, 
the mesas and the mountains and they've got like nice color and all that stuff so uh, and you'll come up sort of on the on the on the road now like i've just popped up kind of on a high spot and so i can just you see just for miles and miles and it's uh it's quite beautiful anyway uh i think i don't know what so i guess maybe let's let's kind of get back and say well what am i gonna do because you guys know that i have I have the, um, I've got a couple of, of receivers that I built as pistols. And again, I, they, they were stripped receivers when I got them. Uh, one of them is a, like a Spikes Tactical and the other one is, I'm, is, is, the, uh, is an Anderson, which I'm going to do a video on. And in fact, I'm doing a video. Oh, that's another thing. I'm, I'm going to do a video on kind of, uh, I've, I've got some of the stuff shot and I'm looking at some of the footage and I may want to redo it a little bit because I had a certain look I was wanting to go for. But anyway, what I was going to do is, and see if I can get it on YouTube without them kicking it off, although my channel's so small I don't, I don't know that it'll ever get reported. And it's not a build, it's more, and so anyway, my idea was to do anatomy, like AR-15 Anatomy 101 is what I was going to call the video and just sort of go over, these are what all the parts are, this is what they're called, and this is where they go, and this is how you tell them apart. So it's, but it, it wouldn't necessarily be a build, I'm not showing you how to put it together, I'm just saying these are what they are and, and where they go. And what I'm, in bringing that up, I'm, I've also got a channel over on BitChute now, now, and I'll, I will try and do a, um, maybe see if I can do a button over on the website that would take you right over there, or I may even just be able to do a link that takes you right over there. So, but my BitChute channel, somebody already had every blade of grass, and it's some, I think it's just a person who is some like new age musician or something, and they just stuck it up there. So somebody already has that. So I had to do every blade of grass 76 all right so we're coming up to a stop sign make sure i don't get smashed oh and that's another thing kind of so i guess i'm about 18 miles out so and then i'll arrive at the park here uh so anywho uh again there's i it's funny, all of a sudden there's just like zero traffic and then you take a turn and there's like three or four trucks or something. So there's, but it's funny looking in front of me, again, nobody in front of me. There's one dude behind me, uh, but he's back pretty far. And then looking off to the right and, and uh, it just goes for miles and miles. It's quite pretty out here. And I can see a few little houses and stuff out, you know, out there, but... Uh, Talking to you living out there, boy, you're off the grid for sure. Probably got to haul your water. Unless you could find a, if you could get a well out there, you'd be all right. But that's the one thing. Even if you're kind of in maybe higher country uh, and, and in the winter months, you know, it's cooler. But you still don't get a lot of rain out here. And in some of the areas how it is now, you're not going to get runoff from the mountains because there's no mountains that are that close. So anyway you might get some well stuff if you could if you could find some underground springs and things out here but that would be about the only way i would want to live remote out here of course you're far away from groceries you're far away from all that other stuff but anyway i digressing here a little bit 
so what would I do if they if they do a thing where they totally outlaw it? I you know I already have some NFA items. I've got some suppressors. I do this show, so there's really not a whole lot of major reasons for me to do it. Uh, for me to try and say, oh, I'm going to keep below the radar. I still am going to keep below off the radar as much as possible. But I think if they said, and it would depend on if if you could do it as a any other weapon or do you have to do it as a short barrel rifle, I don't know. Uh, if they want you to do it as any other weapon and you could still keep the pistol brace, I would probably do it that way. Because um, it would only be like a $5 thing. And again, how they would want you to do it, I don't know. Are they going to do some nonsense where you've got to submit your individual rifle or something? Although you don't have to do that with other things, you know. And they change stuff so, so much. Oh, the last point. I know the point that I wanted to make. So I was talking about that guy, Mike, who does the Mr. Guns and Gear channel. He was reading out some stuff. And one of the things that I found interesting on this ATF letter and I think some of this stuff, I don't know if this was supposed to be released to the general public, but it got leaked out, that type of thing. One of the things that they were saying in the about SB Tactical is they were saying, hey, you were putting on your boxes that this stuff was ATF compliant. We never said that to you. And then, of course, SB Tactical was saying, yeah, you did. You said this stuff was fine. And then in another letter, they were saying, you know, you put this stuff out here and you're with the intent of flooding the market. So why would they put that in their letter? And the reason they would put that in the letter is you have a thing called common use. And what that would mean, that would be a reason why you couldn't, they couldn't say, oh, AR-15s are now banned because AR-15s and, and, to the, and for the most part too, even AKs, AK-47 variants and the AR-15 variants, you would say these are common use. There are millions and millions of these out in the public. And when you look at, you know, these rifles, you would say these are common use. So they're, they're, you can't over-regulate them or you can't ban them or you can't say people have to turn them in. And I think that's what a ATF was alluding to in that letter when they said you're flooding the market, meaning it probably, if, if you could say, oh, we've sold two or three million of these, these are in common use, and you can't now say this is illegal for you to have. Because you had two or three years to, to, to come out and say, no, you can't do this, and you didn't do it. And you can't just now willy-nilly uh, change your interpretation. And that's what some of the people were doing in Congress. They were sending letters to ATF saying, hey, you basically work, don't forget, you work for, you're subject to us. We're the legislator. You are not. We make the laws, not you. I'm trying to pass this joker, but I'm, I got a guy in a thing, but I can't quite. All right, so we'll pass that guy. You hear that roar of the engine? Anyway, um, it will be interesting to see because I think, again, I think, especially if we have a Senate that is and a House that's, you know, what, well, 
kind of getting back to the political thing. What we actually want is sort of a house divided so that they can't really pass any too much nonsense stuff. With the Senate, what we may want is we would want them to, uh, again, for us in gun world, we're going to want them to uh, have the majority, the Republicans, if only from the case of they generally will rule in our favor or they'll interpret in our favor or they'll make laws that will be in our favor. I don't know. If I'm, what I'm hoping is going to happen is come January, the Republicans take the Senate and then maybe they start to do some stuff where they'll work on reciprocity, where they're going to try and get people back on their side. However, though, in the past, the Republicans have just been gutless little wiggly worms that don't do too much uh, for us here in gun world. Anyway, getting back to, you know, the, uh, the Congress saying we are the legislative branch, not you. You are a, a bureaucratic agency. You don't make laws. You don't necessarily. And I, I think they even kind of go beyond their scope with the, uh, and beyond their purview and this is my opinion, of course, uh, ATF should not be interpreting stuff. It should be a, a very clear-cut law that comes down uh, from the legislative branch, and it says, you know, these are, this stuff is fine. So, anyway, I think I'm going to sign off, and uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll, uh, I'll probably have some video and some pictures, like I said, of Petrified Forest and some of that stuff. So, uh, it's funny out here there's nothing there's no gas stations there's no this that or the other thing uh, I haven't seen a place to stop and get gas in probably 20-30 miles so if you're running low out here you're kind of screwed but if you're living out here uh, I, I'm probably the, the closest town once I get to the petrified forest is going to be Holbrook and that's maybe about 20 miles out so I bet that's probably where you got to do but Holbrook is a tiny little town in fact I may go in there and t- do some footage and I may also on the way back today if it's not too dark I may do some take some footage and stuff on there so go over to uh, the website go over uh, and click on the uh, YouTube button and you'll see some maybe some video that I've put out and hopefully by the time you're hearing this I'll have that stuff uploaded and then also go over and subscribe to me on BitChute I I really think eventually Either YouTube is going to have to change its policy. There's going to have to be something where it swings back the other way to where they're more, uh, where they're going to be more free speech oriented. Things like Full 30, things like um, some of these other, other places like Rumble. It seems like a lot of this stuff, it comes up for a little bit and then it goes away. BitChute is around. It seems like it's been around for a while. I don't know, maybe in five or ten years from now it will do it. The The bad thing with BitChute, and I've talked about it before, and I kind of thought, oh, I'm going to go over there because it's going to be a platform where I can actually do some of the stuff that I want to do. But there is a lot. It's, it's real kind of wild and wooly over there. And unfortunately, you see a lot of kind of racist stuff and a lot of, oh, just kind of, Things that when you look at it, it just kind of, it, you get that feeling where you get like, you're like, oh, I'm, it makes you kind of stick to your stomach when you see some of the things that some people are out there doing. But again, the the answer to that on BitChute is to overwhelm it with good, good speech. If there's a lot of hate speech, you know, go on there and put a lot of good speech. And so I, that kind of 
pushed me over the edge to go back on there. One thing I wish that they would do is I wish they would, they um, kind of like what YouTube does a little bit, is that they collate their, their front page. Um, or they just make the front page where it is a thing with, oh, this is how BitChute works. And then you have, you can go into the separate categories. Also, BitChute does some weird stuff. So on mine, I really, I, I was uploading a video for the first time. And the way that they have stuff where you kind of are um, categorizing what your channel, and I thought it was just for the video, and I was talking about some guy, I was uploading a video that I had done on gas cans. And so I thought, oh, it's going to be like automotive and, you know, stuff like that. But what I should have done is just done it under DIY. They don't really have like a firearms category. And not that it, I guess not that it matters all that much, but I think what I have to do now is I actually, they say that once you change it once you you're locked in, but I don't think I ever changed it. So it's, it's a weird thing, but anyway, uh, go over, like I said, if you go to BitChute and you search for every blade of grass, which every 70, every blade, eh, excuse me, every blade of grass, 76 and they are, um, so the, the first letter in each word is capitalized. It's all one word, or so it would be every E is capitalized, blade is capitalized, of is capitalized, grass is capitalized, and then 76. So we shall see. Um, it's a very interesting, interesting time that we live in. And I guess that's one of those things where it's kind of like, what's the... Uh, What's the um, the curse? May you live in interesting times. You know, is not necessarily a a uh, a well wish. It's more of supposed to be like a a, a thing of if you live in interesting times, things aren't going to probably be going good for you all the time. All right, I think that's it. Let me give you the contact info. Let me know what you guys think. I would love to hear from you guys. Voicemail area code 206-745-2731. Email address to send email or recordings is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at proton, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. All right, my friends and fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time.